Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we are going to talk about when men do this thing where they don't admit that they were sleeping when they were sleeping and what this goes along with and why they do this and how to think about it when it's crazy making. Uh, before we get into that, please do subscribe because my most recent one was about why your wife doesn't like when you drink. So that will be relevant for many people and you should listen to that as well as uh, 80 others. Uh, subscriber-only episodes. So anyway, um, multiple clients have always told me about this thing that happens where the husband falls asleep and he doesn't say he was sleeping. And it's obviously like a joke in the media where like a dad just says he was resting his eyes, not sleeping. Um, so and, and also guys do other stuff that's like lie about little things that you would think, why are you lying about this? Are you just trying to make me crazy? And the answer is no, they're not trying to make you crazy. But there's this thing with men where society tells them that they have to be very strong. And they think of like literally like if you're asleep, you're obviously not vigilant about what's going on. You're like weak. You're tired. You obviously needed to fall asleep. And having... Um, a body that does something that you don't want it to do is historically not a very uh, cool thing for men. Like if they don't get an erection when they want to get an erection, they're upset. If they fall asleep when they didn't want to fall asleep, they're upset. You know, if they're in any way physically weaker than they expected to be, then they're upset. And women are much better about this. I discuss a lot of biological differences with men and women in my podcast. Women, it's like, you're out like your emotions and body feel out of control whenever you have your period you know uh whenever you're pregnant whenever you're nursing menopause I mean like from the time that you're 12 years old and you start getting your period your body is doing shit that you don't want it to do and of course weakness physical weakness in men and women is perceived very differently in society so uh, this idea of the man cold notwithstanding, and I went into great uh, depth about how that does not really resonate with the experience of most men that I work with or that I've observed in my life. This idea that like a man cold fills a man so completely and differently than a woman somehow, you know, is, is just not really concordant with the fact that men just keep going to their job usually no matter what. Um, that it, it is, it, it should be acknowledged because it's true that like women are expected to be physically weaker than men. I mean, that's pretty obvious. There's a difference in size, you know, and generally, of course, uh, physical size correlates with being stronger. A man can bench press more than a woman. So the, the point is from the time that a man is very young, he's told that he has to be strong. He has to be like this, like virile, strong, in control person. And this butts up against the reality of the fact that women want a vulnerable, real, genuine man. 
Like, sure, they like somebody who's strong and can take care of shit, but they also genuinely want somebody who is honest and real and who could admit, for example, that he just fell asleep. Because men don't realize how stupid this looks, too. I mean, like, you're literally sleeping. You're snoring. Then you say that you weren't sleeping. I mean, it's crazy, you know? I mean, it's as though you walked in and your wife was dancing and you said, why are you dancing? And she said, I'm sitting. Like, it's like, um, do I not have eyes, you know, or ears? Like, I'm, I'm watching, I'm hearing. But anyway... The reason that guys do this is because they panic at the idea that you could on some level perceive them as weak or out of control. And it's important to really recognize this, you know, and to not assume that your husband is just being this like gaslighting crazy asshole, which is an easy way to think about it if you're already having like a lot of resentment toward him, you know, which a lot of people are. So what should you do if your husband lies? And, and also what's some more examples? Well, they'll lie about forgetting something because this is another one. They're supposed to be smart. They're supposed to be on top of their shit. So if you tell them to get apples at the store and they don't get apples at the store, they may say some, something ridiculous like they didn't have apples. Of course they had apples. It's a grocery store. But the man would rather you think that it's like been apocalypse and there's no apples than to think that they are useless and can't even remember like a small item on a grocery list. So a lot of this, a lot of your framing on this can change if you think that the man just doesn't want to seem like a loser or a weak idiot in front of you. So what are the ways then that you can talk to your husband about doing this, especially if it bothers you very much? Some women, especially older women or women from previous generations who are now older women, um, are like, well, men, they like to save face and, you know, it is what it is. Leave it alone. But, you know, that is not how the modern woman thinks <laughs> in our age that your husband is supposed to be your soulmate and your uh, intellectual equal and all of these things and wonderful in every way. So of course, the first thing to do is to introspect about why it bothers you so much. Women, both of an older generation and also women that really never grew up with this kind of thing, they'll just be like, this is some weird shit my husband does. Obviously, I know he was sleeping. I mean, whatever. I guess he's like trying to save face somehow. Don't really understand it. Uh, okay, fine. He's weird. But if you grew up with lying in your house, then this is going to be a big trigger. And if your husband does any other bad lying, like if he's ever cheated or if he's ever done any real betrayal to you that was um, related to lying, then little lies are going to make you feel like he's probably hiding some other big thing again. So, it, but that, that's not a tough sell. So in the situation where your husband has cheated on you in the past and now he's lying about having fallen asleep, then you could be like, any level of lying triggers me because of what you did to me in the past. And I feel that I cannot really fully trust you unless you are open with me. I don't care that you sleep. I don't care that you forgot the apples. I care that you lie. So you got to, you know, be plain about it like that. In a situation where the guy's never done anything really bad involving lying and it's all these just little lies, then you got to think about why it triggers you so much. If you could come up with a reason, then you're ahead of the game because you could explain yourself much better and to a point that he could maybe empathize with. So you would say something like, when I grew up, my dad drank a lot. He would always lie about it. He'd say he's coming right home. He ended up not coming home. So I understand you're not my dad. I understand that you are not an alcoholic, but it's lying. You know, it's lying, and I grew up seeing my mother hurt by my father's lies, and so I hate when a man lies. I just hate it. And it'll go so much better for us if you're just honest. I don't care about whatever the thing is. I care that you're lying about the thing. And also, if you are a specifically 
you know, a, a very um, by-the-book kind of person and you're kind of rigid yourself and you're really into black and white distinctions of honest and not honest, then it also may bother you a lot more than the average person. So then you would say something like, uh, you know me, you know, I hate lying. I hate when anybody lies. I hate when people do bad things at all. And yeah, maybe this seems a little bit rigid to you, but I just really can't stand it. It, it makes me feel like we're not on the same page about morals, you know, because I know you forgot the apples, you know, but, but you won't just say it. And then, of course, there's some people who think who are taking it too personally. And that's something that you got to get rid of, because sometimes the guy will say, well, the reason that I can't tell you is because you freak out if I tell you the truth. That's some A plus gaslighting bullshit. So don't listen to that. <laughs> that's wrong. That's just plain out wrong. That's like what somebody does when they're defensive, you know, and they're trying to throw it back on you. In the history of the world, like, what are you standing there with a gun and you're going to like shoot him if he says the wrong thing? No, basically what he's saying is, I am terrified of your anger due to unresolved childhood issues um, involving my own angry parents. And therefore, I cannot tolerate the idea that you might be annoyed with me about the apples. And so therefore, I must lie to you in my own mind. You hear how crazy this is, right? This is so something that he should be dealing with in therapy. You know, is it likely that he's going to go to therapy? Probably not. Average man doesn't want to go. But either way, the least you can do is to stop relating it to you. He could say it's related to you, but that doesn't mean you have to drink that Kool-Aid. Of course, if you're extremely emotionally volatile, then yes, many people will lie to you about myriad things. So if he comes home and he says he forgot the apples and you throw his shit on the lawn and tell him to get the fuck out of the house... Well, you know, I mean, like he's got a couple choices, stay with you in, and lie or leave you. And that may not be as easy as it looks. So in, but, but I'm not talking about situations where somebody's struggling with profound emotional dysregulation, but more of a situation where if he came home and he said, I forgot the apples, you might roll your eyes and be like, oh, well, you know, I guess I got to get the apples too. Guess I got to do everything around here. Or, you know, some fucking annoying response. Fine. Not your best moment, but like, it, th that isn't the sort of thing that should, like, change how somebody has a personal philosophy on honesty, you know? So if somebody tries to tell you that they lied to you because of you, then unless you are truly acting outside the bounds of what is normative and yelling and screaming and threatening and being violent and all sorts of weird, you know, outsized reactions, then it's not about you. If that is you, then of course, y'all could benefit from couples counseling and you from individual counseling. Because in that case, your kids are probably going to start lying to you too. Because if you say, did you clean up your room? And they say no. Um, and then you lose your mind and you are like a complete like lunatic. Then yeah, they're going to start lying about shit and, you know, just hiding, you know, trash and like just doing all sorts of stuff to avoid ever having to tell you a truth that may cause you to be crazy. And that's just the truth. And if you act like that, probably a parent acted like that when you were young, so you know that it's the truth, even if you might not like to hear it. But yes, if you act in inordinate, outsized, dramatic ways, then people are going to lie to you. But in the, out, in, in the absence of that, then no, in le like that is not why somebody is lying to you. They're lying to you because of their own stuff. And in this situation, their own stuff is usually being highly defensive, being very tied to an image of themselves as very competent and knowing exactly how to do everything and when to do everything. And, you know, that is, it's hard to, 
to be also to be a perfect person, but also to be the person who forgot the apples or who fell asleep when they said they were just resting their eyes, right? And I talk about a lot of men who try to be like this in Mr. Perfect and His Crazy Wife, the podcast and the post that I've written with the, with that name. So yes, it, this is an annoying thing, but there's also a way to confront your husband about it and to say, this is really bothering me. It particularly bothers me because X, Y, Z about me, about you, about us. And I would really hope that you don't do it anymore. And also then you have to be nice if they do tell you stuff that they did wrong. So then you really do want to work on being the person who's like, well, I guess I have to do everything around here. You can't even get the apples. Yeah, like is that really, you know, like rewarding somebody for telling the truth? No. So, and by the way, like if you're like, what should I have to reward somebody for telling the truth? Let me tell you, in a healthy relationship, the way that that situation goes where somebody forgets the apples is the other person is like, oh, are you going to get apples or should I get apples? Kind of like it would at work or something or like with a friend. You know, like at work or with a friend, if somebody says, I forgot something, you don't like then like use that as an in to assassinate their character in some way. You know, you would just be like, oh, then how are we going to solve the problem? I assume positive intent. I assume that you are not trying to hurt me. So therefore, how are we just going to deal with the Apple problem? If you have a relationship where you um, would say something like, why should I reward bad behavior? That's already a problem. And you should be going into couples counseling because there's a lot of animosity and a lot of unhealthy community going on and that shit needs to be addressed and him lying about the apples is really no worse than you being a bitch about the apples so I mean really it's it's really a race to the bottom no victors in this not not the two of you certainly not the children witnessing it so that's a time to get into couples counseling and in general this is taking a turn but in general sometimes people say what does normal healthy relationship communication look like because you've explained to me in an intake session that I certainly don't have it with my partner and so what does it look like it looks like that you're just kind of not mean to each other you know like that that just doesn't come up there's not a you're not like waiting to like have your perfect moment of rebuttal you're not waiting to like have the ideal retort you know like it's just you're being nice kind of like a friend you know so it's like a friend but also there's like a romantic connection that of course waxes and wanes because you know menstrual cycle of one party involved and you know people being at different stages with different amounts of children and different ages and all sorts of things and not being in the honeymoon stage but in general a healthy relationship looks like a baseline of friendship where people are not either trying to overtly or covertly attack one another or advertise why they are better than the other person or compete to the death about who is suffering more. There's just not any of that undertone. It's it's like how you would act with a friend. And so the thing is, is when you grow up seeing a lot of drama in your home growing up and you... Um, and and it's always this nasty arguing passive aggressive backbiting like whatever it is then you think that that's how relationships have to be and and or lying and dissembling and hiding whatever the case may be you grew up thinking that's how relationships are that's your template for relationships right but no really like it's it's more like a sitcom You know, like when you grow up and you're in a dysfunctional family and you watch a sitcom like Family Ties or something, you're like, oh, it's crazy shit. That's just television. Nobody really acts like that. And then you get out in the world and and little by little you start to see that there are families that act like those families. Are they as 
funny all the time? Certainly not. But in terms of like, are they nice? Do the cops just like never get called ever? Yes. <laughs> you know, like, yes. Like, is anybody like, you know, screaming and threatening and throwing? No, like, just like on Family Ties, you know? And so if you need to really like, like you, you if, if that's like a big epiphany to you, then you really could benefit from therapy where you go in and you're like, we have no idea how to be in a healthy relationship. Neither of us saw one. And apparently we're never supposed to be sniping at each other. Uh, so then we're at a fucking loss. We really don't know what to do. Because if you take out the drama and conflict from our relationship, we barely talk to one another. So we need help. And that there would be no shame in that. Any couples counselor would just love to work with those motivated people who want to not fuck up their own kids. So that is something that you should do if you're thinking, man, wow, like we, we, we barely talk to one another and or whenever we do talk, we fight and or there's always this crazy subtext to our communication where we're jockeying for power or for who's better or who's worse or whatever. If you are in that situation and you very rarely feel like friends, then that is a, a problem because the basic foundation of the relationship needs to be a friendship for it to work. You're doing a lot of stressful shit. You're raising children. You have jobs. You have money. you got to manage it, whatever. And you got like a lot of different things, a lot of pots in the oven or whatever, burners, <laughs> something. But, you know, it has to be a basic foundational friendship. And that includes mutual respect where nobody is trying to out another person or, or anything. And if you act like that and then you approach your partner about their little lies. So if, if you're always kind of an asshole and then you tell your partner not to lie, you're going to have a much, you know, weaker leg to stand on than if you start your own kindness and grace initiative trying to be kind and supportive and team-like and then you approach them and say hey you know it really bothers me when you lie to me about whether it's sleeping or apples or anything all right so hopefully this was useful to you guys and um, you got something out of it and I will talk to you all soon please subscribe bye-bye